Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. Great to have you here. So have you ever wondered why your students get mad or frustrated after one of your assignments? Or maybe after you've been frustrated with a student, they shut down. So your reaction and the assignment could be triggers for them. So today we're going to go over a few examples of triggers that you need to be aware of. And please leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I would love to hear from you and hope that I am encouraging and bringing value and hope to you. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything. And also, I have three more openings for discovery calls for the rest of this month. So go ahead and hit that link in the show notes. And I would love to chat with you on what you are going through with your behavior behavior strategies in your classroom. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. So we just had this at our school. One of our students, she had to come up with three special events in her life. And I think the hard part is that some of our students, some of your students are not able to really articulate why they're upset. Like she couldn't really tell me why she got upset. And all I could think of, like she couldn't really come up with a good answer. So let me back up. Sorry kind of rambling here. I apologize. So the assignment was, like I said, three special events in her life. And she was just like, I don't know of any, I don't have any, you know, there's nothing good. Just all straight negative right away. So I just started 
pulling things that I know that she likes to do, you know, and, and things that she's done, you know, at school and just different things. Cause this is my first year working with her. So I don't really know her, her family background, like what they like to do, or if there are vacations or different things like that. So it was a little difficult for me to help her, but I just tried to pull things out. And I mean, she was just mad. She just didn't want to do it. She ignored it. She threw her pencil. She, you know, so we had to give her a few minutes to finally come around. And then she was able to focus on one thing that happened. So she still didn't say like, you know, there really wasn't any major happy event that she could think of or why that was hard for her to think of, you know. But anyways, so that's one example that we have uh, that I've worked with. Another one, of course, is the holidays. Um, Some of our kids like don't see their bio parents at all or sometimes they were scheduled to see them and then they never showed up for that holiday it's hard for them to sometimes get excited about holidays because like I love Christmas I love the holidays and so I'm always super excited what are you gonna do you know where are you gonna go like what are you asking for what do you you know and some of our they're not happy Sometimes school, honestly, is the safest, happiest place for some of your students. It's the place they feel safe. It's a place they feel cared for. It's a place they have food. Like they get a meal and snacks during the day. You know, there's more than one adult, you know, talking with them, engaging with them. They're with their peers. I mean... It's a cool happening place, as we all know, because that's where we're hanging out, is at school. So, like, I'm walking the halls, same as you. I'm in the classroom, same as you. And so I'm able to help out different kids throughout, not just our students in our program, but all of the students, and be able to love on and encourage them as you guys do. But anyways, so that's, again, sometimes school really is the safest, happiest place for some of your students. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Because I can remember even like for spring break, Christmas break, winter break, fall break, Thanksgiving break. They don't want to go home. They don't know what they're going to eat. Where I had one kiddo... She was sleeping on a couch in a hotel with her family. You know, it's no fun. Some kids are in apartments, and so sometimes it's hard for them just to get outside and play. Just different little things. Where at school, they have all that. And those are some of the things that we have uh, a couple of the examples that some of the assignments have triggered some feelings and reactions in your students, in our students. 
And so to go over a few examples that you need to be aware of, and they seem kind of common, but just reminders again. So for example, of course, would be Mother's Day, Father's Day. Now, some of these kids, it may not be a huge traumatic event with them. Some, it may just be, you know, their parents are divorced and they're just sad about it. So they're not really, you know, sure how to get excited about those holidays. Others, you know, mom or dad, or maybe both of them are in jail. So they don't get to see them. Some are um, abusive. And maybe, unfortunately, they could still be in that situation that we don't know about. Sometimes... Unfortunately, their parents have have died. I mean, hopefully you guys are able to get some of that background information. I mean, and not to say you're not you're not going to celebrate these holidays, but I think it's just being sensitive. Uh, I've seen teachers be like, you know, okay, so for Mother's Day, it's for grandmother, it's for aunt, it's for, you know, a cousin, Maybe, you know, a a friend who's been helping take care of them. Any female in their family, you know, they can write or make whatever project for that person. So not specifically just mom. I mean, the same for Father's Day. You know, they say your grandfather, your uncle you know, somebody else in your family. I mean, we, and I'm sure in your school as well, you have a lot of grandparents that are taking care of their grandkids and they're the main caregivers. They're the guardians. And so it's great to say this is for grandma. Like it's not necessarily for mom since mom, you know, some of our kids don't even know who mom is. Some, you know, sometimes their parents are on drugs and they're gone. They're MIA. So they haven't even met them. Or we've had other students who were working on getting visitation. And sometimes you'll have those students and they come back after the weekend of spending with mom and and they're just kind of a hot mess until they get back. And, And it's so hard with these little ones because they can't. And I'm talking like elementary level. For the most part, they cannot express to you what all of these emotions and feelings and everything that they're going through when they're trying to do visitations. But I'm just saying, so Mother's Day and Father's Day is a big, can be a big trigger for some of your students. So just being aware of that. So the second example would be like I spoke about, like a special event or a holiday. It's great because some students are super excited about the holidays, super excited to share. And so we want those who may be triggered by this, you know, they're kind of withdrawn or some are angry or some are, you know, making fun of the other students because they have this, no, Like they, you know, we don't want them, of course, to react 
in a mean way towards other students that have happy, exciting events going on. We want them to be able to be happy for their friends as well. And then, of course, it goes the same way, that those students should be empathetic towards the other students. And so we're, again, bringing back social skills. (laughs) So, you know, all of this works together in helping your student students learn and grow from each other as well. So another example that could be a trigger is a birthday. Whether again, their biological parents are involved at all in their lives or parents are divorced and this year they're going to be only with mom on their birthday. So now they're pretty bummed out because now they don't get to see dad. Or it could reverse and now they get to celebrate two, you know, two times with mom and with dad. So these are just a few examples that could be triggers for some of your students in whatever assignments you have around these, you know, whatever writing assignments or projects or anything that you may have going on with birthdays, holidays, special events, or Mother and Father's Day. And so these are just a few examples to keep in mind, like I said, for some of your students, because their traumatic events don't come out usually as words. It's a reaction. And so their reaction is either could be like shutting down, they don't want to talk about it, crying, angry, frustrated. And so maybe kind of a keeping an eye on on some of those students that you may think might have a problem or might be triggered by these assignments or these holidays. And you just being aware are able to react in a more empathetic way also and just giving them time. And if there's something else they want to write about or I don't know, I just want to bring it to your attention because this is can be a pretty big challenge for your students and their reaction. It's in their behavior. It's not always in their words. It's in their behavior. And so there's your strategy would be to be understanding, to be empathetic, these assignments that are triggering them. Because obviously they're there to learn and to do their writing or whatever project you have assigned for them we want them to work through and do their best, even still. And again, if you have that connection with them and they know you care about them, they really are willing to do what they can. And it may not be their best at that moment, but if they're willing to try and push through and do what they need to do while they're in school, that's awesome. I like working with one of our students. You know, he's just like, why is there so much work? Why do I have to keep working? Uh, Well, buddy, you're in school. (laughs) This is what we do. And I think that's one other thing too, is pushing pushing our students enough to let them see they need to push through the hard. Of course, sometimes on our end, we're like, you just have to read a page or 
you know, finish the chapter. Like it's not that big of a deal, but for them, they're just exhausted. So I think it's just being aware of these triggers that you can help your students be the best and learn the best however they can when they are in your class. And a few examples, Mother and Father's Day, special events, holidays, and birthdays. Because as you are connecting with your student, the best behavior strategy you have is your relationship with them. As Dr. Bruce Perry says, good relationships are the key to healing. And if they just feel whole and healed and loved and cared for for those seven hours that they're in your classroom, that's huge. So keep fighting for your students. They need you. You guys are doing awesome. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all, and I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have, being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and you, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University, bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and the letter U, if you're interested. Also, to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies, there is another bit.ly link, and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free. The number six for free. These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this. Every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.